and welcome to His Film, Her Movie, the podcast that is the answer to the question, what lengths would you go through to get your significant other to watch some films that you love? I'm Jordan. And I'm Lauren. And welcome to the show. Hello. Another week, another episode. Yes. And let's just be true, this is the second time we've recorded this episode. Yeah, I, I feel like this this is the mark of a good podcast. You have to mess up your audio. At least once. Well, this is, I think, our twice we've had to re-record an I episode. I said at least once. <laughs> it can be more than once. But it's nearly summer, like nights are back. It's a nice time. We've got the, for like the, the next few weeks, all you're going to have here in like England. Oh, it's still light out when it's like seven o'clock. It weirds you out though. I've had 34 of these. <laughs> But it's still weird when you do get that extra hour and it's light at eight o'clock. I know, I know. I do think it, it's it's a very British thing to be surprised by the summer time or winter time clock that we have every single yeah. year. Yeah, it always is a bit of a of a shock, <clears throat> and especially this time because we're losing our sleep. But hey. Don't like that bit. No. Don't enjoy the losing an hour sleep. <laughs> so, should we have a show? Should we have a show? Should we have a show? What? Okay. If yeah. I said no, would you just like stop recording? Well, that was the shortest episode we've ever had. Okay, bye. <laughs> so, what are we doing this week? What's our theme this week? Our theme this week is alien invasions. Yes. So, those... Normally action packed, but we haven't really went with action packed films. Well, we've we've chose something different. Yours is good action in it, yeah. To yeah. be honest, so what did you pick? I picked the two thousand and nine George Blanco film Planet Fifty One, which mm. is animated. Yes, and I chose the two thousand and fourteen film from Jonathan Glazer, Under the Skin. Yes, starring ScarJo, ScarJo of Black Widow fame. And many she's, other things. She's um, famous for other stuff. True, but she is Black Widow, which is probably the biggest role she's ever had. Yeah. So then, yeah, we might as well just get into it. Yes. Actually, before we do that, we are a podcast of uh, Pod Syndicate. So you can go over to wearepodsyndicate.com and check out all those other great shows. Mm-hmm. Film, pop culture, TV. Take your pick. Any sort of watchable listenable anything you media. can binge anything yeah binge media binge hey, there, there's a term binge media we've got it covered yeah. over there absolutely so which one should we start with um let's start with mine cool the more light-hearted one yeah cool did you just say what i think you just said i'm a planetarium professional now i don't have time for kids movies anymore <gasps> kids movies I suppose next you'll say aliens don't exist. Duh. Ha! Just as I thought. You're not Lim. You're an alien zombie like in Humaniacs 2. Skiff, I'm not a zombie. Yeah, that's what you zombies are programmed to say. Tell me something the real Lim would know. Well, I know Skiff is the only nutcase who thinks the government is hiding all alien evidence in Base 9. And you give candy to your puppy so he'll poop jelly beans. So like Jordan said, we're going to start happy and then let you down not so gently with right depression at the end. Uh, so mine was 
uh, like I said, is the George Blanco 2009 animated film, Planet 51. And in this, we um, follow Lem, who is, I want to say an alien, but he's not an alien on his planet. He's an alien to our he's perspective. Alien in, yeah, he's an alien to us on his little planet um, that is set very much in the 1950s Americana. Um, they have the panic of invaders from outer space. And what happens but an invader from outer space appears in the form of Chuck, the astronaut from America. So that happens. And then obviously adventures ensue. Because he, uh, because Chuck has to get back to his ship in a yeah. standard time, otherwise it'll leave him stranded there. So this film came out um, in two thousand and nine, and it has a huge cast of people that I think everybody kind of knows. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Gary Oldman. Everybody knows. There's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. There's John Cleese. There's Jessica Biel. There's Justin Long. So it had a really good all-star cast. Yeah. Um, the main theme of the film is to not be afraid of people who are different yeah. to yourself from different places because uh, they play a lot on that. Um, they have their humanoids film, was it film franchise, yeah, yeah. that they sort of go over in the film where... They are the aliens from outer space who come and basically take over and who look very similar to uh, an astronaut yeah. in his spacesuit. Now, this film, um, I know we have previously discussed it, but in 2009, you were big in the fancy films and you did a lot more to do with podcasts. Well, yeah, I mean, I had a podcast at the time that was new releases and I... Have either forgotten this that it even came out because it completely <clears throat> has disappeared from the ether. Like it no, really has. nobody talks about this movie anymore. No, and um, I decided to pick this film because usually when you have alien invasion, it is the people coming in. There's the fighting. There is the fight for life. There is the explosions and action, and you are scared that somebody. Like they're going to take over yeah, yeah. and we are usually the victims. Yeah. Um, what I liked about this was one, it's a kid's film. So that means I don't have to be scared of anything. <laughs> um, and two, it means that as soon as you sort of see it and you realize that we are the aliens, it puts a nice spin on it. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that part of the film. It has got lots of little, um, like Easter egg type things for uh, people who do enjoy alien films. So there is um, a little puppy that looks like a xenomorph that's called Ripley. Um, it has references to Full Metal Jacket. It has references to Mars Attacks, Back to the Future. Um, invaders, invaders of the Body Snatchers. Yes, it's got so many different ones. I even think like how they did the recording of the newscaster sounds a little bit like um, when the, the the original War of the Worlds. So it has got that nice bit in for adults where kids will find it funny, but you'll be like, ah, 
I know what that is. It very much plays up like any genre of fans. Like for example, you talk about the like the movie at the beginning and mm-hmm. the War of the Worlds. They are tripods, so therefore yes. go back to the War of the Worlds. So so it is it's completely lathered in its love of the genre. Yeah, and I think that's what that that is what is nice about the film. It's obviously being made by people or written by people who do love an alien invasion movie they love that genre of film and when like we've sort of talked about it it isn't the most exciting story and it isn't you know it's it's made by um a spanish ilion um that's it ilion animation studios ilion animation studios which is a spanish animation studio and they have tried to sort of replicate what Pixar do slightly, where you make it suitable for kids, but then you have stuff in there for the adults, um, which I think if the story was a little bit more complex, they would have aced it. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, I mean, it's the Easter eggs are for the adults. <clears throat> it doesn't really get into the story for the adults. Regarding like Pixar sometimes, do you've got existential crises yes. in the centre of it, which kids won't get. But, like, for example, when you watch Soul and you realise what it's about, you know, it, it's about sort of fulfilling dreams or letting those go or how good actually are you at something. Mm-hmm. And it makes you reflect on it. That is the skill of Pixar, whereas this film is... It, it does have that message of immigration, of cross-culture, but... That I think would play to kids as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, it, it's not a level which kids won't get. That they hopefully will see what the film is technically, quote unquote, about. Yeah, yeah. And do that. But the thing about this film is, yeah, I had no idea. I cannot remember this <laughs> film coming out, but it is charming, and I, I do find it hard to, for example, put your sort of your film critic hat on and try and analyse this movie because I am not what this film is made for. It's made yeah. for kids. And as that, I think it does a hell of a job. Yeah, It's I... got these funny funny designed characters. <clears throat> it's got very slapstick humour. You've got, uh, again, you've got a little dog that looks like a xenomorph that pees acid. You've got the and rover. And postman. And chases postman. You've got the little rover character who... He's, he's like mini Mars Rover. Mini Mars Rover who is acts like a dog and um has very much like Wally vibes to him. Yeah. And yeah, I think as a kid, if I watched this as a five, six year old, I would love it. It's colourful, it's playful. Yes. And it doesn't ever really bog you down in anything. No, and I think as well, like it rains on the planet, but it rains rocks. Yeah. It's it's different, but it's not too different to the point where kids aren't going to be able to recognise it. People are still going to work. They're still driving, like, well, they're driving hover cars because there is no wheels mm. apart from on the uh, spaceship. There is nothing like that. But there's things in there that they're still going to recognise. People are still doing the same jobs. Um, and I would definitely... I liked it. We watched it on a Saturday afternoon. We watched both the films on the same day. And this was just something where we could sit back and we could relax. You were lay on the sofa. You had a bit giggle. I had a bit giggle. Um, 
there was a couple of points that I thought were good. Like when Chuck is pointing at Lem and he's like, you're the alien. And Lem's like, no, you're on my planet. Yeah. You're the alien. Um, which was, I thought, very well, just uh, bring, bring, brings the idea of perspective into it, doesn't yeah. it? And because we relate to the the human, where it's actually, no, the human is the alien in this well, situation. See, I related to the aliens. Okay. Because it was their home. And no, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Is that we've got a, we, we, we look like the humans, so oh, therefore... We look like, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So therefore... Again, it's the whole message of the film. It's like it's it's looking at people going for different lads because you got to think about when the white man came to America and Native Americans and sort of what it's it's all yeah. that sort of stuff. But no, I thought it was good. Um, it was The Rock's first sort of voiceover animation yeah. film. Um, it was uh, it cost seventeen million to seventy million to make. Which is the most expensive film in Spanish history at that time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would definitely recommend it. You want something easy that you can watch. I also think it's the kind of film where there's obviously like no toys or anything out of it. But you could imagine kids watching it and then building like Mars Rovers out like Lego and things. Or that's, And that's what the thing is, is <clears throat> when films like this come out and they don't have that, for it's like, like that cultural penetration where you would think you'd see those aliens in happy meals oh, yeah. the rattle rovers in happy meals and i can't remember that happening so and, and it's one of the things when you do get an animated film that isn't a disney that isn't a dreamworks that isn't one of the big animated sort of behemoths mm-hmm. that it may have just got lost in the shuffle well it's like fern gully fern gully was the same it was overtaken when disney um, I can't remember if they either re-released or they released something new, but um, because they were annoyed that Robin Williams was working on it, mm. um, after he'd just done Aladdin, yeah, yeah, and Fern Gully is a great animated film. It looks beautiful. It's got a really good, interesting story, um, but very few people seem to know about it because Disney the same weekend released something bigger. I can't remember what came. I remember a big film came out that time. But again, it's like, for example, on the same weekend that Planet 51 came out, The Twilight Saga New Moon came out. Mm-hmm. So you can see them trying to do that counter programming. I would still have gone to go see Planet 51 <laughs> over Twilight. But again, you've got to think about like who would be going to see animated films. It would be, yes, kids, but also tweens. Mm-hmm. Now, tweens and Twilight. It probably just completely saturated that week and that sort of little run where you would expect, hopefully, an animated film to to just get their nails into it, but it just probably never happened. I can't remember anything about it, so obviously it didn't. I kind of hope that it has one of those... It, it's one of those films that people then maybe look back oh, hopefully, on. Hopefully, but you never see it on the streaming service. You never no, see you it, like... Could see, we had difficulty finding it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. So that's it. It, it would be hopefully yeah. ones that people would, if you can find it, I would definitely recommend going out, getting it and watching it. Absolutely. The thing is, and it's, it's cute. It's simple. It's, and again, I think when I, when I was reading about like people's opinions, when it first came out, most of the people's thoughts were that it was very derivative. It didn't bring anything at all new to 
uh, an alien invasion movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he brought like that the idea of perspective, but it was just sort of it just <clears throat> regurgitated the tropes that you would expect. Which yeah. do you know what? Yeah, I get it, but it's done for a completely different audience now. If 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 this was trying to do it for an adult audience, then I'd be like, well, you've got to do something different. However, yeah. this, this could be a nice little teaser intro to science fiction and to mm-hmm. aliens within movies. Yeah, I would definitely say, like, if you want to set your kids on something, like, along the sci-fi, this is a really good intro one because it's got things... Like how they write is this looks like how they did signs, like the, the signs in signs yeah, and yeah, things. Yeah. It's got lots of things that um where they would then be able to be like, Oh, I've just I've just watched this film and I watch E. T. Oh look, they that's where that scene comes from. It's it's nothing that they're gonna be scared of, and it's nothing that is gonna be too heavy for them. You could probably stop it, go out for a walk and come back and still I'll come back to it the next day and the kid's still going to be entertained rather yeah. than, like, E.T.'s e- freaky looking. That thing freaked me out when I was little. <laughs> okay, I think I would have rather watched this first and then moved on to something like yeah. that. But, yeah, like like we said, it would be nice if it maybe had, like, a but, but it's rediscovery. That, yeah, and it's, I mean, don't be wrong, it's, it's not an incredible movie. It's just, like, I, my biggest thing is I can't understand why I don't know about it. And that, that, that makes me sound like I should know about every movie. I'm not saying that. But for an animated kids movie regarding this subject, you would think it would have had some sort of lasting impact and it just yeah. completely hasn't. And it's got even like funny little things in where Chuck gets the rover and he's saying like, you literally only took pictures of rocks. I love that. And not of the aliens, but you can see that it's been programmed, obviously, to pick up samples of rocks. It's so cute. It sees a rock and it's like, ah, and you get the rock and then it starts to rain and literally is like the happiest thing. Well, it plays singing in the rain. It does. It goes around the actual lamppost as Gene Kelly did. Because he, he loves rocks just that much. And it's, uh, it's, it is, it's so charming and it's so, whilst it's on, it's enjoyable. I mean, it's totally again. It's it's totally lightweight and it's mm-hmm. just floaty, but the, the, you need to have films like that. Not every film exactly has to be one that keeps you up at night pondering what next. What is the meaning of yeah. life? This one is guy comes from Earth, learns a bit, leaves, still a bit of an arsehole when he leaves, but he has learned to appreciate people more. And the uh, oh, the people around Lem and that whole sort of town and city have learned that strangers aren't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Don't see what else you really need to learn. Well said. Do you have anything else more to add? Um, no, not really. I just I I would watch it again. Cool. I would watch it again. To be honest, I probably would. You probably have a nap though, would you? Well. That's my normal state. Lie on the sofa, have a nap. <laughs> I was like, Jordan, snoring again. <laughs> so that's Planet 51. We'll have a short break and then we'll come back with my choice. Planet 
Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to Film Bastards, a podcast where three friends, two of them married and two of them podcasting life partners, chat everything from new releases, trailers, news, and an eclectic mix of other film goodies. Oh, and many, many, many tangents. You can find them by searching your podcast provider or check them out on Twitter and Instagram by searching Film Bastards. You never know, you might like it. And if you don't, well, we don't really give a f- no girlfriend, really. Oh, I don't have a girlfriend at all. You're very charming. It's better. Yeah, sorted. You have a handsome face. Aye, yeah. that's all, cheers. You think I'm pretty? Aye, you're gorgeous. Do you? Aye, definitely. Good. I've got a nice smile as well, whatever. Do I? Aye, big thing. About your smile. Aye. You have a nice smile on yourself. Cheers. Good. So it's time for my choice, Jonathan Glazer's 2014 film, Under the Skin, which is a story of a alien who's played by Scarlett Johansson who goes round Glasgow mm-hmm. and preys on single alone men. Now, that sounds like a very basic plot. However, that's really what the film is. There's really not, but at least for the first half of it, there's not really much more to go on. No. Because it is a very sparse film. There's not much dialogue. There's absolutely no exposition. And and it's one of the reasons why I really do enjoy this movie is because it just, it throws you in there and it makes you fill in the blanks in a way. For example, obviously we know ScarJo's an alien. She has a handler. We have no idea why they're on Earth. We have no idea what they're doing to the men. We have no idea who her supporting person is. It just gives you this humanistic perspective of an alien within it. And it's told, again, I really do enjoy sci-fi that doesn't rely on special effects. Mm -hmm. It is done so by just, by very good filmmaking. Yes. It's a bit of a strange one. What did you think of Under the Skin? So I feel like this is a really good marker of how we like different films. Most likely. Um the it is it is it is beautifully shot, as you know, it it is shot like the gorilla style, lots of hidden sort of camera bits and everything. I like that. I like that, especially as you were going around Glasgow, because I was like, oh, I've been here and I know where that is. And I like the fact that I was able to sort of pinpoint and understand where she was and what she was doing. Um, I say what she was doing, I mean, like, where she was driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I like why. I like to know why. 
It's the same when it says like the whole horror films, like stuff that I'm too scared to watch. Yeah. I like to know what happens and I like to know why. You like a bit more meat on the bones. I like a bit more. Yeah. And do you know what? I don't even need plot wise. If I can have a good backstory that I can like Google, it's like, why is Freddy killing people? Yeah. I don't know. I can look into that. Don't ever have to watch the thing, but I can know why. Why is she basically killing men? No idea. No clue whatsoever. And so I don't like the film yeah. because I feel like it's too sparse for me. I can understand why he's doing why the director's done it. I respect the director for doing that. I think the way he has shot it is wonderful. I think ScarJo is brilliant in it, but I probably wouldn't watch it. If I did, I'd, I'd, I'd do as you were doing Plant 51, I'd fall asleep. <laughs> well, and that's it. And the thing is, it is, a, it, it is a film for a certain taste, um, which is... is <laughs> I know you're going to say something really clever, and all I can think is, it's a film for a certain taste. Jordan, I like sophisticated, clever films. Lauren likes bright flashing lights and colours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I, not ashamed I, of that. Absolutely not. You shouldn't be. But it's not. It's, it's, I just like... I've, I've said this so many times on this podcast, but I love when films give themselves, give themselves restrictions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the fact it's like, let's try and tell an alien invasion movie with barely any special effects with barely any dialogue yeah but you're still going to get the more not maybe not the motivations but you're going to understand suspense. the experience and, and i respect that and the suspense is brilliant you know, how we how they build suspense and with it's very much uh has a specific mood and a specific atmosphere and it's, it's very heavy it's mm-hmm. very oppressive it mm-hmm. really does sort of suck you in. Um, and that, some of that is the filmmaking, some of that is um, Mika Levi's score, which is the, the theme that goes through it is so eerie. Yeah. And adds just so, so much, especially when you're in the black void. So what ScarJo does is she seduces men, brings her back to some like derelict house. Mm-hmm. And then when they get into this house or into a room and never really see, they're in this black void and they're following her. And as she's walking away, undressing, they're undressing. But without them knowing now, I don't know if they're in some sort of a trance or it's trying to say something about the one sort of way mindedness of, of men mm-hmm. don't understand what's happening to them. And they're sinking into this liquid or walking into this liquid until they're completely submerged and then they're gone. Yeah. And just that design of that room as well and how it feels, and it feels so infinite and it's so wonderfully done. And this is one of the reasons why I like films like this is because you could only tell this story this way in this medium. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it could only be told on film. You couldn't write a book really like that. You couldn't have a TV show like that because TV is so exposition-heavy because yeah. it's got to be. Because it's TV is basically your plot, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I I love the fact that it's 
so specific to the medium and it's and that experience is what it has now for me it has some very interesting scenes and some very interesting contexts like for the first 45 minutes all we see is her going through the streets of glasgow trying to attract men find out if they're alone yeah. do they have any sort of dependence or do they are they going to be missed mm-hmm. and if they aren't taken back so we see that stalkiness of it yeah now people talked about the time like is it's like sort of a reverse of the rape culture of um which is so bad but what i like about this movie um and it's not really even talked about but it's just sort of hinted at is that she's the monster to begin with but mm-hmm. then as we sort of grow up and grow in and she her motivations change and she starts to have a thought of her own basically yeah she starts to awaken she yeah and she starts to see herself as a woman mm-hmm. that's when she becomes the victim and it's like that shift is very subtle but it's there if you want to read it like that like that way mm-hmm. and it, it's it is quite strong because yeah it's there's a scene in there where she's sort of looking at her body and she's like okay this is whatever it is but then in the following scene um something's happening and then something doesn't happen for a reason yeah which is a complete shock but then we've got different scenes like beautiful beautiful scenes with um adam pearson mm-hmm. who plays well i think i think it's called the deformed man um in the film because nobody really has names no no in, in, nobody in has film. a name no and just what that scene implies it implies so much because it brings the context of his experience to the conversation but the context of her experience to the conversation because to him the way his life has probably been has been everybody looks at him and just sort of looks at him and nothing more um because of the human condition basically Mm -hmm. so when he has this communication with someone that looks like Scarlett Johansson but who not isn't she isn't she isn't misleading him she's not doing it just to get a reaction out of him or for fun because she doesn't know any different no she just sees him as a man she just sees him as a human being as a man to um to assassinate basically yeah and it's through him that she starts to be going big into awakening. But, like, mm-hmm. that scene and just what the many levels of that scene and how it plays out is so beautifully done. But, yeah, it, 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 for me, it's just a mightily intriguing movie. Yeah, I get, I get that. It is. It's intriguing. There's, like, scenes where she's in, like, the silence is, like, so... It's so Piercing. crushing. Yeah, yeah. There's bits of it where she's driving around and the, you don't even hear, like, the, the van. You hear nothing. Which, the lack of silence in, in something like this is probably something that is the most jarring. Because, um, yeah, you can have it with, like, barely any, uh, what's it called, like, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. But you'd normally at least have background noise. You have nothing. Yeah. And that's it. And it's it's I kinda like seeing like it's, it's you're seeing the inside of an alien invasion. 
you're seeing the behind the scenes, if you will. Mm-hmm. Whereas, but generally, if you're looking at your Independence Days, your Mars Attacks, your Invasion of the Body Snatchers, or like War of the Worlds, it's coming from the outside and we're dealing with it, where mm-hmm. it's seeing the intricacies of, okay, this is how people would actually try and do it to try and use sexuality to get males now it, it might not even be anything to do with males it just might be they are the easy easiest to manipulate to go come somewhere yeah and yeah it, that's not mentioned however it's great but it's like they've also got that scene at the beach and what yes. i what i really <clears throat> um like about that is us as an audience seeing that scene unfold with the dog going out and then the owners and then the swimmer going out and where we bring our own empathy to that scene. Mm-hmm. But I love seeing that through the eyes of her completely void of emotion, completely avoid of empathy and just being there like a, a lion looking at a, waiting for a antelope to be wounded. Mm-hmm. So therefore they can take their chance and, that angle of her just waiting and then seeing it unfold and then just saying, okay, that, that the job's been done for me. I'll go over and smack his head with a rock. Mm-hmm. And then to leave the baby there because she she has no idea of what that baby is. No. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Because, I mean, like, it, it's one of those, I understand like, the fact that you can respect the filmmaker, but you're not really into the movie. Yeah, and I think, I think that's probably, like, the best thing I can sort of say about it. It's not one that I would probably choose to watch again, but I definitely think it's one that people should watch to at least then be able to witness cinema in such a different way to what we're used to. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it should be on everybody's to-watch list if you've not already watched it. But at the same time, if you don't like it, then that's fine. I don't like it. No, absolutely not. Um, I think, I feel like sometimes, I know... You don't do this, and I know that none of our friends in, like, you know, the podcast community who do this, but there are some people who are very much like, oh, you didn't like that film? Oh, you're obviously not clever enough to understand it. It's nothing like that it's, with this film. The, the worst thing you can say to someone is, oh, you just don't get it. Yeah. Th- that's The problem is, this film is so open to interpretation. Mm. Nobody could get it. Everybody could get it. It's how I get it could be completely different to how, well, probably is completely different yeah. to how you get it. It's that kind of film. I think everybody should watch it to have that experience and to think up your own reasons for how and why. But if you don't like it and you don't want to watch it again, you can at least go, do you know, I've watched it and I've tried something different. Yeah. I think we do very much get into our little boxes of these are the kinds of films that I like to watch, which is why we started doing this. Because you do, you you watch so many films. Yeah. You watch so many films and you watch so many different genres. But I watch different films to you. And whilst I may watch different films to you that I watch for fun, you maybe would like watch them once and be like, all right, I've watched that film. Yeah. Um, like in the past when we've done like Disney films, you've been like, I haven't watched this again since I haven't watched this since I was a kid. And I'm yeah. like, but that's part of the fun. Absolutely. Being able to go back and rewatch things and revisit things in a new light. Watching it, I won't watch it again. I've watched it once. It's not for me. I 
like I like I said, I respect everybody's been in it. I expect what they were trying to do. I I I just like a bit more of a story. I like a bit more of a dialogue. Otherwise, my brain just kind of goes. Eh. <laughs> I don't really know what's happening. Well, I like to guess what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of stuff that we've we've watched, I've gone. That's the killer. Like. Well, a quarter the thing, of the way through and I've heard that being right because I like to work things out and that's the thing is that regarding the story and the plot I mean the story is the story of Scarlett Johansson's character and her journey and her character arc throughout the movie but regarding plot like nothing changes in the world from A to B no and I think the things what I kind of like getting out of it as well is the Glasgow locale it's the different way that they have filmed it and mm-hmm. with the way they actually approached it. But mm-hmm. not only that, it's like, I remember I was living mm-hmm. in Whitehaven at the time and the only place that was shown it nearest me was Glasgow. Yeah. So I just got on the train and I went to Glasgow. So it was actually kind of cool walking around Glasgow and going to the cinema to watch this film taking place in Glasgow. Because, yes, it's a very low-key and it's a completely different in Alien Invasion movie than the ones we're used to, but it's so interesting to see it in this perspective of not in an American city, not in the way the White House is always there, yes. or they're destroying some sort of monument that is known the world over. Yeah. It is just a completely different angle, and I think that's what I really, really do get from it. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. Anything else? No, I think that's pretty much it. We will be back next week we're doing two episodes in two weeks yes it's the best run that we've had in about six months yes so we're going to keep that on and i believe next week is serial killers i love a serial killer so honestly like (laughs) i please please contextualize that (laughs) sentence please okay so i love a podcast about a serial killer i just love it i love and that sounds so bad. I love a really gruesome murder. <laughs> I, I think, think it's, I just it's, don't it's, under I don't understand how people can work that way and do it. And the psychology of it all. Yeah, I can't understand the psychology of it all, but I love a story about yeah. it. So I've so, got an idea of what I might do. Cool. But I'm unsure. Mainly because my favourite serial killers are Either the film hasn't came out yet, or can I just watch American Horror Story Hotel? Can we just do that as a film? Because I love that. <laughs> they are serial killers. Lady Gaga kills so many people. So we are doing serial killers next. Why don't you get in touch with us on our socials at His Film Her Movie on Twitter, at His Film Her Movie on Instagram? Let us know your favorite serial killer movies. <laughs> Let us know your favorite serial killer. <laughs> I said that's so cheery and it's such a depressing topic. But hey, yeah. there is some very good films with serial kills in it. And it's like, it doesn't have to be a real serial killer. It's just that. Or let us know a good serial killer documentary that I can watch in my spare time. Yeah. Because I think I've done all of them on Netflix. You are addicted to true crime. True crime and hoarders. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that is another episode. Yes. And yeah, that is goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. We'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate Valley. 
For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.